Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, uh, joined tonight by Dustin Tackett of TomahawkNation.com. Uh, this will be a primarily, almost exclusively recruiting-focused podcast, but uh, with the Jimbo Fisher camp in full swing and a couple other news stories uh, that are particularly re- recruiting-related, we wanted to touch base and uh, put a put a product out. So, Dustin, certainly appreciate you joining us and uh, look forward to the conversation tonight. Yeah, Absolutely. Dustin, I think the first thing to start is uh, before we get too busy in uh, in kids with uh, 2017 and 18 next to their name, uh, talk about uh, a guy who's not at camp per se, but uh, as well known as anybody in the in the class, and that's Malik Henry. We have word that he's leaving uh, IMG and possibly moving uh, headed back to California. Do you think that has uh, any impact on his status with Florida State, and uh, what do you take out of this news in general? He, he's already said uh, this week at the Elite 11 camp out there in Cali uh, that it would not impact his uh, commitment to Florida State, that he still planned to uh, early enroll at, at Florida State, and that he's still 100% go Knowles, all, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, t- I tend to believe him. I mean, right now, I, I think he would have to like reestablish a relationship with, with another coaching staff to go somewhere else. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Florida State's going to show faith in him and stick by him. Um, he's had a rough couple months here. You know, he, he went to IMG from California uh, at, at Westlake, and, and he, you know, he had some trouble at Westlake, not big-time behavioral stuff, but some personality conflicts, some, some getting along with, with teammates and coaches and stuff. And so he goes out to IMG, and he's, he's going to get some good training and some good coaching um, from Chris Winky and that staff. And then Winky ends up taking the, the job there, being the quarterback coach, for the St. Louis Rams and you have a new coaching staff come in. And uh, from what I was told, there were again, some uh, personality conflicts and maybe some not get along with coaches and, uh, you know, so some, some diva like behavior, if you will. And uh, ultimately they decided to, to part ways w- w- with each other, depending on who you listen to either. That was uh, IMG telling Henry, we don't want you back or, or Henry deciding to leave. And, and you can kind of, read into that however you will. Uh, I doubt anybody's ever going to come out and say for certain exactly what happened unless you were in that meeting that they had uh, about a week ago now. So Henry, Henry's gone. Uh, I'm told that he is going to try and go back to California, um, that he was looking at, at some schools in California. We, we know one that he reached out to for sure uh, that did not have any interest in him. Um, and I do not believe that he will be going back to uh, uh, to Westlake at all. So not really sure where he ends up right now. I, I think the big thing here is going to be uh, whether Henry can still enroll early. Is he on track mm-hmm. academically to get all those credits in line? <clears throat> Maybe he can take some online classes, kind of bolster that up. But to your question, no, I, I do not think that it's going to impact his actual commitment. The only real question I have is, is he, where is he going to play uh, high school football in, in 2015 if he plays at all? I mean, let's let's not forget – the kid has been bothered by uh, sh- shoulder, hip, and uh, and back stuff throughout this offseason. He really hasn't had much of a rest. He's also been playing baseball. And, um, you know, my, heck, who knows? It wouldn't entirely shock me if, if he takes the uh, the year off and, and just works on fundamentals, works on getting fully healthy, and, and works on uh, making sure he's got all those credits. That's just me speculating. I've not been told that's, that's what's going to happen or anything like that. But, uh you know, right now, I think the main focus is, is still being able to enroll early. 
discussing anything you wanted to add to that? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the only thing I would add is kind of what Bud touched on there at the end. I mean, when you really look at the situation, you wonder, is it that important that he has to find somewhere to play football? Most importantly, he needs to go find somewhere where he can finish school. That way he can early enroll. And, you know, would it really hurt for him to take that year and really focus on, you know, the fundamental side of things and then come into Florida State early enroll and maybe be even better prepared and even healthier than he would have been had he played a full football season. Do you, are you guys personally concerned about uh, about what you might be getting here just based on a couple different incidents that may start to question character? I'm personally not concerned about it because we all know that Jameis Winston was a very strong personality as well. I'm not you know, I'm not necessarily saying it's it's apples to apples here, but Jimbo Fisher has proven that, you know, if he has confidence in the kid and the kid's ability and maybe his football IQ, that he's willing to put up with a little, a little bit of that. And I'm not saying that James was an issue on the field, but we've seen, you know, th- that kind of hothead on the field and just the overconfidence that he has. And I think Malik Henry has a little bit of that same confidence and and some would call it overconfidence on the football field but I don't personally see see it becoming an issue at Florida State because Jimbo has proven capable of handling those kinds of um personalities. Mm-hmm. I would say I am lightly concerned. I mean, look, I I I agree with Dustin that it's it's not entirely apples to apples, but certainly Winston what was a uh, headstrong recruit as well. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. Just from people I've talked to, they just say kids got to grow up, you know, and I, I think when you get them out of some situations and around some folks and you put them in a different situation, importantly, with, with people around him who are just as talented as he is and where he's not clearly the top dog from the moment he steps on campus, I, I do want to see how he, how he interacts. And I'm always extremely reluctant to judge high school kids because everybody to some extent was an idiot in high school, right? You know, and if you had put the high school spotlight on any of us back in high school, we probably wouldn't have held up great under all that, that type of scrutiny and how we act, especially under that kind of pressure. So people do can and do mature from the time that they're 16 and 17 years old. And uh, I think you can read into it too much, but certainly you can also say, Hey, it, you'd rather it, not be a concern, right? So that I guess that means there's some mild concern. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't want to get too bogged down on it. I'll just say I'm a little hesitant to make the Jameis comparison because I don't know that anybody ever questioned the way that Jameis got along with his teammates. And, and there seems to be perhaps a little bit of an issue, like a, a repeating issue with Henry there. But again, uh, I don't want to get too bogged down in, in judging a, a 16-year-old kid uh, or when he first had um, maybe situations that would uh, lead you to question as far as why he left uh, his first school and then IMG. But uh, it's just interesting to, interesting to see what comes of it. Uh, you certainly don't get the feeling that uh, Florida State's wavering at all. And uh, as long as he's an early enrollee, it's not – it's not like uh, Malik's really looking around either. So uh, curious to come see what comes of it, but uh, one of the more talented kids in the 2016 class and certainly somebody that we've talked about 
for a good uh, period of time. I wanted to move from there to uh, to a little bit of a strange day in recruiting, and that is when you get uh, probably two of what the country's four best kicker uh, prospects commit within uh, within hours of each other. Uh, Bud, give me your opinion. Certainly, uh, Dustin, you as well of uh, of Aguayo, who were you know really well familiar with because of his brother, but also of uh, of the Logan Tyler kid uh, who committed as well. I mean, I'm going to be real honest here. I look at prospects for a living, and oh, don't uh, don't back out on me and saying <laughs> that you don't have kicker knowledge, but uh, man, I, I I just I, I don't want to lie to the readers. I don't know anything about kickers, man. Like I, I know I, that this this one bro supposedly kicked a 75 yard field goal. That's, oh no, uh, video that is yeah, true. Now right. he did yeah, it they're... not not in a game, and but in practice, it was, it was off a tee with a. Uh, like a, a Weather Channel style wind behind him, although it was a crosswind, which means it's, it's difficult to, uh, to to kick that, you know, and, and judge for the crosswind. Look, Florida State, I, I think, does the right thing here. They, they have had some recent success with kickers, obviously, uh, with, with with guys like Aguayo and Hopkins and Gano and all the dudes. They they had their specialist camp. They you know the, the different kicking sort of schools, and there are kicking schools out there. Like, there's the Coles Kicking Camp Group, right? Mm-hmm. And and they put out these really glowing evaluations on all their prospects. And it's really uh, – uh, it would be like if, like, each of the private coaches in the Elite 11 quarterback circuit put out their own scouting reports on, on just their people, right? Right, uh, yeah. And so yeah. I, I don't know how much weight to put into these things because I, I don't know how to evaluate the mechanics of a kicker very much. I know if it looks really messed up. Like I can say, hey – that doesn't look like what a college guy does, you know, but I don't know how to say, okay, well, his gate's slightly off and, and his, his, uh, his balance point is, is whatever. I just, I don't know. Um, but I do know that the Logan Tyler kid was rated the number one kicker uh, and number four punter or something like that in, in the country by Coles, which is a, a fairly big uh, one of those schools. And then obviously Ricky Aguayo is uh, related to Roberto Aguayo, who had, had a very nice career so far as a kicker for Florida State and, you know, best kicker in the whole country. So you get those two guys. It looks like um, the Tyler kid has the ability to punt as well as kick. So depending on how this shakes out, you could have a situation where he handles both or where Aguayo is the kicker and Tyler is the punter. But, man, I, I don't know. I don't really know what, what else to say about these. Other guys. I don't know. They both have very strong legs because I, I can see them as high <laughs> kick, kick, kick the ball far, you know. I need more from you, bud. Uh, Justin, <laughs> what, what is your opinion? Uh, and, and I guess, look, I'm not asking for, uh, you know, strike points and uh, things like that um, <clears throat> as far as the technicals of, of kicking, but uh, you think, you think you get this, do you, you think there's a chance that both of these kids end up signing with Florida State? Um, and do you think you bring in one as a punter specific seems Seems like you might have a little bit of a hard time convincing him to go that road, but uh, what is your opinion as to these two kickers? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you when you look at FSU's current roster and you're trying to decipher what's going on on there, I mean, they, you know, they have a handful of kickers. Ryan Kelly here out of Leon. You have Jonathan Hernandez, the lefty, the backup punter. I mean, you, you I, I trust Florida State when it when it comes to the place kicking because they've shown in recent years that somehow they find these kickers. So I'm assuming whoever is evaluating these kickers 
knows what they're looking for. I don't know what it is that they're looking for <laughs> or what they're finding, but, you know, I, I have a little bit of trust there. Aguayo, obviously, Florida State fans, I'm sure, are excited just to see that name return to Florida State. I mean, but people forget that Casey Beatty was the number one punter coming out, and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to bash Casey Beatty or anything, but oh, I, don't, don't. I don't think there's any way to really know how a kicker is going to turn out until they just get out there and you see how consistent they are and you see what kind of mentality they have in certain settings. I mean, there's just really no way to, to know how it's going to pan out, but I'm all for bringing in powerful legs and see how they pan out and go from there. I mean, that's that's really all you can do. That's really all I know what to do in terms of kickers. I don't know how else to really evaluate it. Right, yeah, and I, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody uh, is really asking for uh, for your opinion as to whether or not this kid will be able to uh, the 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 real details of kicking. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's more just as we would look at any other position uh, where you're bringing in two guys in a class and whether or not one of those guys would uh, be willing to go to a whether or not they'd be able to each have their own specific roles and if they'd be all right with that. I, I just get the opinion that the uh, the Tyler kid is going to want to kick, uh, you know, kick field goals and things like that. So we'll see what comes of it. Uh, Guayo, uh, certainly a name that you'd be familiar with, but uh, that would be hell of a shoes to step into as well if he really were to follow his brother. Um, so maybe at some point in time he – he revisits his decision. Certainly not uh, hoping that happens, but a long time still to uh, to sign. So enough kicking talk. Uh, we'll go with the absolute antithesis of kicker and talk about one Josh Ball, uh, a long line of just massive individuals that are uh, committing to Florida State to play along the offensive line. And, uh, Bud, tell me about this kid, uh Obviously, the size stands out, how young he is stands out, but uh, what exactly is your opinion of him? Uh, I'm very high on Josh Ball. Uh, I, I know that today he actually got bumped up by the scout.com rankings. Uh, they, they were due for their update, and he went from, I believe, uh, kind of like not evaluated really outside of the top 70 offensive tackles to inside the top 20 offensive tackles, which I feel is an appropriate rate, rating for him. Six, seven and a half, three seventeen. Just turned 17 uh, three weeks ago, so pretty, uh, really impressive uh, combination of numbers there. He was at the Washington, D.C. Nike camp, which I actually missed, uh, but I spoke with some people who were there, and they were very impressed, and they were kind of like, who is this kid? He he really didn't have a lot of big-time offers at the time. Uh, Plays in an offense, not always easy to see how it's going to translate, but, um, I mean, he just – he looks like like a monster, man. Um, And maybe – is still growing into his body, learning how to understand that big body and the coordination. But I think ultimately Florida State has to be extremely pleased, pleased with him as far as a get at the tackle position. He seems to be all in on Florida State as well. No more, no, no wavering, no real plans as far as I know of to go see other schools. He, uh, he went down there to Florida State on, on his big Southern, uh, Southern visit tour and then very quickly after decided that he was ready to commit and, uh, and chose the Knowles uh, without a lot of drama. So, um, a really uh, quality member. It looks like a Tribe 16. Dustin? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the one thing that really stands out when you look at Josh Ball, obviously the size, but 
just take a second to appreciate what the staff has done, particularly Coach Trickett. I mean, these players, they either love Trickett or they hate him. And when these when these guys come in, you should see some of these kids light up when they talk about Coach Trickett, when they fall in love with them. They know exactly what he's going to give them. They know exactly how he's going to coach them. And he has been pulling in some big fish. I mean, this is just another one of what seems like a long line now of big-time recruits. I mean, look at look what Roderick Johnson did last year. He stepped mm-hmm. in a tackle halfway through the season and just killed it. Now the kid's going to be starting there again. I mean, you just have to kind of take your hat off to these guys, and they've been able to bring in these offensive line recruits that are just monsters. I mean, I saw Cole Minshew walking around campus today during Jimbo Fisher camp. The kid is a monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. They're just gigantic. Yeah, they are, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, they're they're starting to uh, starting to almost be like a southern Wisconsin as far as some of the uh, incredible numbers that you're seeing. I mean, uh, again, the Minshew kid, I'm glad you mentioned him. I was going to mention that from last year. The other kid that they got out of, uh, out of Maryland's with the David Robbins kid last year, uh, just some – absolute massive human beings being assembled on the offensive line. And, and you're right. It's, uh, it's gone to a place where Florida State's really had the ability to kind of handpick uh, in the recruiting process. And uh, it's good to be able to see Trickett kind of transition from not having to be quite as reliant on, on the old Trickett special, if you will, to uh, really being able to get some of these higher ranked kids, but also, uh, just some of these massive individuals that, that kind of fit in as far as size and scheme and where they're really transitioning that offensive line to. It's 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 pretty pretty interesting to see what it looks like. No, absolutely, man. Just a few short years ago, people were all fire trick at, you know, fire trick at this, fire trick at that. And now it appears to do a really, really good job. So um, what are we going to move on to now? Uh, camp? Yeah, let's go to camp. Uh, Dustin, you were there today. Let us know your opinion on uh, on whatever stood out to you. Uh, current players, and I, I enjoyed your, your Cole Minshew there, but uh, anything else that really stood out and what uh, what you think is newsworthy from, uh, from the first day of Fisher camp? Well, I mean, really, this, this week's camp isn't going to be as star-studded as July's camp, and that's tends to be the case every year, but you had 2018 quarterback Joey Gatewood, a kid who, I mean, I, I don't see any way around him being a future five-star. I mean, that's that's exactly what he is. He was there today, looked great, quick release, tons of arm strength. I mean, it has all of the tangibles that you want in a quarterback, and you can just tell that the staff loves him. I mean, Randy Sanders spent plenty of time working with him one-on-one. Jimbo even got off his golf cart, went and spent some time with Gatewood. I mean, the kid just kind of has it all. And he's, he seems really, really coachable, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he needs, he needs a little work with his footwork. And you can tell that he's, he's okay with that. He's not one of those kids that doesn't want to be told that he's not doing something right. He's willing to kind of take that in and, and see what he could do to get better at that position. I mean, he also had a... Uh, you, I mean, you want, you want to stick there or you want me to keep moving on down the line? No, I, I want to talk a little more Gatewood, I, I think. Um, you know, just with him, it's 
you don't see freshman quarterbacks that size. What is he, 6'3", 6'4", 215-ish? I mean, just from looking at him compared to the other guys. Like, compare him, Dustin, to the guys currently on Florida State's roster. Uh, what does he look like compared to, like, Sean McGuire, Everett Golson, J.J., DeAndre Johnson, <laughs> yeah. those guys? That, that's, that's the thing. When, when, you first, when you first kind of think about it, you're like, okay, who's the biggest quarterback on the roster? And it's J.J. Cosentino. And when you see them side by side, Gatewood looks bigger because one, I'm not saying Cosentino's in bad shape, but Gatewood is in great shape and he just looks big and you can tell that he's young. He's only going to get better. I mean, you mentioned Cam Newton. You hate throwing that name out there because Cam Newton is who he is and this kid's not even a sophomore in high school, but give this kid three years. I mean, the kid is ridiculously athletic, ridiculously big, and you, you don't see another quarterback like that on the current Florida State staff. I mean, DeAndre mm-hmm. Francois was there working around with them. DeAndre is not nearly as big. Sean McGuire is not nearly as big. I mean, it's you go all the way down the line. They don't have one that big. I mean, that's that's crazy. Like Two things. Number one, you kind of wonder how big the kid's going to get. But the other yeah. point, even if he doesn't get any bigger, he already has college-ready size as a dude who has <laughs> three more years left of high school. You know, like, yeah. we don't have to yeah. say that, you know, especially not at the quarterback position. Um, you know, h- how would you say he moves around and, and, and throws, given that, that big body that he's only, what, 14 or 15 years old, I, I think? Um, you know, is he – did he look awkward? I mean, a lot of times those guys who grow so fast relative to their age – they look kind of awkward, like they're not coordinated yet. How would you say, did, did he look smooth? What, what was your evaluation of? Well, I mean, the, the one thing that I really wanted to see that I didn't get a chance to see today was him, you know, moving around the pocket, moving laterally in the pocket. I mean, you, you really didn't get to see that because the drills are five-step drops, three-step drops, seven-step, you know, it's just very straightforward. But his release, I really like his release. It's clean, it's quick. He gets the ball out right away. Tons of arm strength, like I said. I mean, the the footwork is the only thing that I think he needs a little bit of work on. He doesn't really drive into the ball. But you can tell that Randy Sanders was trying to get him to, you know, drive that hip. And, I mean, when, when you look back, you think back to last year and some of the quarterbacks that came through the camp, they, they had the same issue. I mean, he's young. That's the crazy thing. He's He's not even a sophomore in high school, so he has so much time to get those things right. And when you think about it, you know, with that being one of the few things that really you might, you know, that you could probably say he needs to fix, that's that's a great problem to have. I mean, he has oh, yeah. everything else you possibly need. Yeah, that's that's inc- that's pretty remarkable if, if your biggest criticism of a kid who uh... – a year ago was playing middle school football uh, is that he needs to refine his footwork. Uh, that's um, just an interesting kid. Hey, look, it's, it's a, it's a guy with a 2018 uh, next to his name and it's, it's it seems to get, uh, it's almost like an inverse relationship in the fact that there's so much information out there uh, about so many kids from so many different classes that it's, it, it may make recruiting even a little bit harder to follow uh, than it's hard than it has been historically, which maybe you wouldn't think that with with more information being available. I'll also say, and, and this is just more Florida State specific, 
Um, there's there's never like quite the urgency in a particular prospect that maybe there was four or five years ago. Um, so I would I would say that Gatewood is a kid unique in the fact that he will stand out and be one of the one of the real clear kind of uh, uh, points that you look at and you define as to how successful you are in a particular year. Um, and to already be able to point that out in a kid of 2018 is is pretty interesting, and uh, I probably have a long time to go as far as what the ultimate story is. But uh, do you guys feel comfortable saying that Florida State's probably in in the lead right now? I mean, that's embarrassing to that's almost embarrassing for me to ask uh, <laughs> about a kid that just finished his freshman year in high school. But uh, it's it's probably worth asking. So the question, so I, I just want to make sure I heard you right. How many teams can he play on in the league right now? <laughs> Sorry, uh, you were cutting in and out for me, and I, I want to make sure it's not all something stupid. Is he uh, is he more talented than than Josh Freeman right now? Uh, would, who who would who would start a game on Sunday? Yes, but <laughs> no, no. I mean the ACC, right? Like, what what, what league are we are we talking? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I totally. Oh, mis- yeah. Then you absolutely the misunderstood me. I, I thought you were just. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were just joking around there. Uh, no, I didn't ask. Uh, I didn't ask anything about number of teams that he would start or anything like that. I'm not sure. Not sure what the question was, but uh, okay, that was funny. Um. So yeah, I honestly forgot. I think I was. Oh, I was just asking if uh, if you feel comfortable saying that Florida State was its leader right now. Oh yeah, and and he said as much before too. Now I know the the visit to Auburn also opened his eyes some, but realistically, yeah, Florida State has been his favorite team. Um, you know they they are his leader. In fact, I went into this week thinking he was going to commit uh, to Florida State, but um, I think he has some good people around him advising him, uh, and that. He understands that. Why are you committing to a college three years before, like with three more high school seasons to go? And I'm sure FSU fans don't want to hear that, but let's be realistic here. What actual benefit do you get from committing to a college early, right? Like you know, it doesn't necessarily totally lock you into a spot with any school. I mean, it, it's never 100% guaranteed this far out. You have to keep improving and developing, and you know, you just kind of open yourself up, if you do that, to criticism every time you go and take a visit with any of your other buddies or teammates to go see other schools. And I, I think that that's wrong for, for kids to get that criticism. But the reality is that that will come if you commit this early and then you still uh, – you don't stay 100% committed to school for the next three years. I think mean, how many of us were 100% committed to any idea for, for four years of high school? You know, I mean, not, not, not I. Uh, so – you know, I, I just kind of think, look, maybe waiting a little bit longer and making sure that this is definitely the place you want to be is the right call, even if it's the call that Florida State fans don't want to hear. It's true. True. I, I had to have a laugh there um, when I went back and, and really pieced it together that you were serious, that you thought I asked a question as to how many professional teams a kid that just finished his <laughs> freshman year of high school would start on. Uh See, so, I did, and I was like, man, I wonder if he, if, if maybe, like, with my saying leave. I'm sorry, are you ACC? just drunk as hell? Or what, <laughs> Ingram, what are you doing tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah, how, how many teams? Um, Dustin, besides, besides uh, Gaywood, if you guys didn't want to add any more to that in particular, what uh, what else stood out to you today? 
Uh, well, I mean, you had uh, 2017. He's listed as a DN somewhere, but, I mean, he says that Florida State wants him at outside linebacker. That's been Darius Cowan. Cohen, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. I mean, the kid is huge, athletic, all-around impressive. I believe he was six foot three. Um, I mean, just really has it all. Ran a 4.6 40-yard dash day and had a 29.5 vert. I mean, the kid, the kid was really, really impressive. I mean, just that, that every single thing he did, fast, strong, big. I mean, just all around impressive. Loved Bill Miller. Had a lot of good things to say. Loved Florida State. Said that he'll be meeting with Jimbo Fisher tomorrow, and kind of hinted at that there may be a commitment coming. Mm-hmm. With that. He he seemed really excited about Florida State. Now, Dustin, uh, for people who haven't seen Cowan, I mean, obviously it, it's he's a 2017 kid. He, he's listed as a defensive end on a lot of sites, and he, you know, he told me on Twitter today that that he's a linebacker. Um, is that something that that you're like? Well, in your opinion of him, is he a linebacker? Is he is he a DN? How did he? I know he worked out at linebacker today, right? So how did he look working out at linebacker? I mean, did he stand out as someone who is flexible and, and has you know the, the hips to play the linebacker position? I mean, you know, when you look at him with the group of linebackers, he's huge. I mean, the guy's a big kid. You know, I mean, six six three, maybe even six three and a half. I mean, that's that's a big kid at linebacker, but he he seems agile. I mean, he he was very agile. He was very quick, quick footed. Um, now, you know, the bend. I don't know if a six foot three guy can have the bend that it takes. Um, you know, to to play to play anything inside, but, I mean, he even said that Florida State really has interest in him on the outside. And so maybe they have him as one of those guys that plays that jack hybrid position. Maybe it throws his hand in the dirt. Um, it, it's it's weird when you, when you think about the D-end versus linebacker. Okay, well, he's a 2017 kid, so does he grow in the next year? Does he grow completely out of the linebacker position and then maybe back to the defensive end talk? It's almost as if he's in between those two positions. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, I mean, he's a kid I think you take and you just you, you play him wherever he grows into. You know, if he only gets to two and a quarter and he's 225, play him at linebacker. If he ends up at, you know, 264, 255, then and put him at the end and, and stand him up and let him rush some. Uh, but the, the film is really nice, for sure. A lot of explosiveness, good closing speed, um, and a guy who has the, the hashtag Noel Nation in his uh, Twitter handle uh, or, or in his Twitter bio and someone who really kind of like a lot like Gatewood, except maybe might be willing to pull the trigger this week, just has liked the FSU for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, when, when I talked to him after camp today, I mean – there was no stutter in the answer. I mean, Florida State is obviously the clear leader for him. He loves Florida State. I mean, I, I haven't seen a guy glow about Bill Miller like he did today. I mean, he really likes Bill Miller. Um, and, I mean, he seemed excited about the meeting with Jimbo tomorrow. Like I said, really hinted as as that being a possible commitment. So, we'll obviously have to keep our eyes, eyes and ears open for that one. Definitely. 
Um, and I know there's another 2017 kid there uh, that, that, that you liked a lot, um, Jerez Parks, the 2017 defensive end. I believe he's out of Sebastian, right? Yep, out of Sebastian River, the 772. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Vera Beach boy, you know, so uh spent Take a lot it away, of time and I mean this kid the kid is strong. When you watch one of the bags, I took a bind today and I think we I think we posted up on on the live the live article that we were doing today. And you could hear in the background Demarcus Walker and Jacob Pugh were both working that drill as coaching assistants or whatever you want to call them. I, I, camp assistants, whatever. And you could hear DeMarcus Walker like saying like, ooh, that's what I'm talking about because he hits the thing so hard, the sleigh. And then he, you could tell that DeMarcus, who's off camera, makes eye contact with Jacob Pugh, and Jacob Pugh just nods his head yes. I mean, the kid is strong. And, I mean, it's, he's one of those kids where you can see a lot of potential in him. Now, I, I don't know – you know, when you're when you're just sitting there at camp and you're watching the way that the players interact with the coaches, so on and so forth, Parks didn't even get to meet Jimbo today. He actually said that after the camp and the interview that, you know, he talked to Long and he talked to Miller, but he really wanted to meet Jimbo and didn't get that opportunity today. Said that Florida State wanted him to come back for an official visit when the time was right. I don't really know what that means. You know, I mean, I don't know how interested they are in him, but I wouldn't see – I don't see why they wouldn't be. I mean, the kid seems to have, you know, the the physical makeup to be, a, you know, a pretty good player. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt, man. I, mean, I, I think that – I think they, they got to be really interested just based on, on, on his film. I mean, I, I know that – other people have reported that he was a lifelong Gator fan. And, you know, at this point I would expect parks to, to be a Gator. I mean, if we're, if we're projecting these kids, um, you know, 20 months out, but uh, yeah, I, I imagine that, that, that they're, uh, uh, they're going to be very, very interested in him over the next you know year and a half, two years. Did, uh, did he mention if he's coming back for tomorrow? No, no, neither one of those kids, uh, Callan or parks will be back tomorrow. Um, the the thing with Parks, though, with the – I mean, just the way he worded it, I've never heard that before with they want me to come back when the time is right. What does that mean? That, it, that's, it, that's, it, it may just be a kid who's, new, like, you know, new to the recruiting process, you know, or, or a kid who's new to interviews. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it, you it, just – It just kind of stood out as something I'd never heard before. Yeah. You know. And then, uh, so on, on top of those two, neither one of those guys will be back. Um, be back tomorrow. Be back on Thursday. Um, you had defensive back Amon Ross was also there, a guy that um, you know a lot of people are high on. He, he just seems a little small for FSU. I mean, it, it's he, you know he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be interesting down the stretch. I mean, do you see him as an FSU type player? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I see him as a guy that you take as an early offer or, or, or early commitment. I mean, he's at, what, what would you say he is like five ten, you know, one eighty. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would, less than five eleven for sure. Yeah. So, but yet you you see him as a a safety and not a corner, or do you think he can play corner? 
I don't see how you could be five less than five eleven and play safety. That's what I'm saying. I just don't. I mean, I I don't see how that happens. Everybody listening as a safety. Um, You know, I I I think he's a a good high school player, and he's a big time Noel. I mean, he really really likes Florida State. Every time he's interviewed, you know, Florida State is my leader. uh, That type of stuff. So, you know, I. I don't know, man. I think that if he's going to be, if he's going to move to a place where they're going to take his, where they were take commitment from, he's really going to need to ball out and show him something that maybe he hasn't shown yet, or maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll continue to to grow and get better. And, and you don't, you don't need to take every single kid twenty months out. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting you brought that up because I had the same question: you know, Is this really a Florida State quality player? Obviously, he plays for Trinity. Uh, in, in Jacksonville, which is a, a big time school, so yeah. you know, n- not not a kid you want to jerk around. You want to be up front with him as to where he stands. Yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting. No doubt. Janaris Robinson there again today, Dustin. Yeah, Janaris Robinson was there hanging out on the back of Jimbo's golf cart pretty much all day. Yeah, was, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, is is that thing new? I don't remember the assault. Uh, at least that thing being <laughs> quite that large. Uh, is with that, the ribs on it. Yeah, the and front rib. <laughs> Did it have the rims last year? Because I know we had something big. But I don't know if it had the rims on it. No, I mean it, they're they're not actual rims, but they do shine. They they glisten in the sun. <laughs> so, um, I'm not. You know, he's not he's not riding around on spinners or anything. You know. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> please, please God, make this happen. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it would. I, I feel like I have seen that golf cart before, though. I, I don't think it's new. Um, it that's that's Jimbo's golf cart, you know. That's yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember. I didn't. I didn't remember being quite that uh, kind of eye catchy, uh, if you will. But uh, that's a that's a. That's a bold look. I'm sure. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just all part of the recruiting process. Yeah. No exactly. doubt. Well, and they had, so yeah, Janarius Robinson was there um, just hanging out. So was Nigel Knott was also there just hanging out. So, I mean, that, you know, there, there were a few of those guys that were there, um, you know, showing face and meeting with the coaches but didn't participate in any workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Janarius, I mean, you know, when you see him on campus, it's just like any other day. The guy's there so right. much. He is there so often throughout the spring, throughout last fall. I mean, he it's like he it's like he lives in Tallahassee. It's crazy. Oh, uh, Dustin, did you see the Lakeland running back out there, Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, I don't remember seeing Anthony. Am I not in the group? It, it might not have been the group you watched. I, I was just curious. I know I know he he said he might get out there. Um, yeah, I I did not. I don't remember seeing him. I do remember seeing wide, uh, 2017 wide receiver uh, Kimor Kimor Gamble, who oh, flashed yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really did flash at times. Uh, a couple passes actually from Joey Gatewood to Gamble. Um, a couple big connections and in tight coverage, but um. You know, it, when, when you think of wide receiver, you just want to see a guy who really, really stands out. And I, I don't know if he does that necessarily. Um, now, if if you see him, you know, over the next two days, if every day he comes out and he looks great, 
I mean, that that kind of consistency can can make up for a kid who's not six foot three, six foot. You know what I mean? So, um, I, you know, I'll be interested to see how that pans out. And tomorrow we're expecting a couple guys. You know, Isaac Nada is supposed to be there tomorrow, and a, a few other guys, maybe Keith Gavin. So it, tomorrow should be an interesting day. We should have some more some new names on the list. Definitely. Well, uh, cool. we'll, have to do, we'll do this again um, Friday. We, let's not do one tomorrow. Let's do one Friday, and, and people can list it over the weekend. We'll kind of recap it. Um, certainly appreciate you coming on, Dustin. We'll have to do it again uh, 48 hours from now. Sounds good. Absolutely. All right, guys, enjoyed it. We'll talk soon. Uh, thank you again. And uh, until next time, uh, always appreciate the listen and any kind of uh, ranking you can give us on all teams is uh, much appreciated. Thank you. Talk soon.